everyone, welcome to the Blessed Hope Podcast. I'm your host, JL, and today we're doing part two in our series going over the abominations inside the church. So with that said, let's jump on into it and find out what God has to say about these issues. And with that said, I am your host, JL. Yes, this is the Blessed Hope Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, I just want to welcome you. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm excited for today's episode. I'm excited that we've been gone for two weeks and we're finally back. And I'm, I'm just, I'm super excited that we're actually able to have this time together um, as just listeners and and, 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 and with me and, and just being able to listen to the Lord together uh, with all of us together. I'm super stoked. It's going to be great. But with that said, if you're this is part two in a two-part series. So if you're going, okay, well, I didn't hear part one, well, please go back and listen to part one. You can find it at our site. You can find it on all the different um, mechanisms and, 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 and different uh, listening areas that we have, Spotify and many, many others. So please go back and look at part one. This is part two. Yes, you do need to know part one to understand part two. However, if you decide, hey, I'll go back and listen to that later, that's okay because this is a standalone part that you can listen to and then go back to understand those. So, But if you do get questions, please go back and look at that one as well. So let's jump into this. If you are brand new to the Blessed Hope podcast, welcome. This is a podcast for the believer. It's a podcast for to encourage them in the times that we live in because we're getting near to our Blessed Hope coming one day who is Jesus Christ. As we're seeing the time is getting closer and myself and others, we, we realized that we needed a podcast encouraging believers because we're starting to fall from the faith. We got people that are just running away. They're going doom, doom, doom because they see everything going on around us. When in actuality, these are things that the Lord predicted. He prophesied. He's warning us to say, hey, I'm coming when you start seeing these signs, and we're seeing those signs now, but people don't want to realize that we should be encouraged because we know he's coming. So I'm encouraged. I can't wait. But like I said, this is for the believer. If you are a non-believer, by all means, you are still welcome. If you are unsure, you are still welcome. If you think you're a believer, but you're not, you are welcome. If you are 100% against Christianity and against uh, having Jesus in your life as a personal savior, you are still welcome. We are here for you all. But here is the catch 22. We are here for you for one purpose, to give you the gospel message. So hopefully you will accept him as your savior as well. Because to be completely honest, there's going to be a lot of people in hell who are really good. There's going to be a lot of bad people in heaven who, who, who they were really bad. And what's the difference? The people in heaven were just as guilty as the people in hell, but they understood that and they asked Christ to forgive them and move out. And they decided to turn from him. They decided to flee to him. And he was their rock. He was their salvation. He was their fortress. He was their, he was the safety net for them. Whereas the people who aren't going to be there, well, they think they can do it themselves. They go, hey, that's not my truth. That's what you want to believe. You're the radical. Whoa, not me. I'm a little more of a moderate. I, I think I'm a good person. We'll just see how it ends up at the end. I'm telling you right now, that's a bad idea. But I digress. Today we are going over Proverbs chapter 6. This is our part 2 of the series, like I've already said. So as we move forward, if you're going, okay, what's going on here? Remember, please go back and check out those. 
One last thing I do want to end, I want to hurry up and just state, last week we were supposed to have an episode. We were supposed to do part two last week, and I need to apologize. We, th- I thought I was going to be able to, but then we had, I had to be a dad. The little one got hurt, and I had to be there for the family. So with that said, that, that took priority. I needed to do that. However, I do have good news for all you who are out there praying for our little one. She's doing great now. Everything is just rocking and rolling. And so I'm just happy to report that the Lord is good. He is um, healed her well, and she's just, the, the doctors were great, and um, they did what they needed to do. Now she's rocking and rolling. Yeah, more more rolling than anything. <laughs> uh, but so th- that's why that happened. Also, I also want to point out to you, we have a clarification at the end of today's episode going over the last couple episodes um, in regards to current affairs. We've got an update, huge update. If you want to listen to anything today, if you're wondering about what's going on in Syria with Turkey, you need to listen to the guidance we're going to give you at the end of today's lesson. I am serious, guys. This is You are not going to hear this on any of the news um, the news outlets out there. You're not going to hear it on anything in regarding to the major news, uh, um, pundits out there. You're, you're not going to get this, that this was new for me. And when I heard it, I went, wait, what? So I had to go back and fact check it. I had to go, go to some, a couple other different areas to go make sure this, what I heard was correct. And once I realized that I was like, this is a game changer, people, we gotta, I gotta tell this to everyone. So we're going to talk about that at the very end, but we're going to do our current affairs update on that later. And we're going to be guiding you to hopefully where you can see that information for yourself. I'm not going to take credit for someone else's work. I'm going to guide you to that person's work. You can go look at it so they can get the credit for that. But with that said, we will be doing that at the very end of today's episode. So with that, let's get to part two in our series, Abominations Inside the Church. And with that, part two. So, fair warning, pause the podcast, go get paper and pen and whatever else you want to use to write because we are throwing down on Bible verses today. I'm going to be, we're going to be raining them out. And it's because God has so much to say on this. So, I do want to put out a quick little note. This is not an exhaustive list. There's much, much, much more the Lord has to say on these issues. However, I I did my best to try to keep this in within that time slot that we have and, uh, and, and, and keep things straight and narrow on exactly the time frame we're wanting to keep the Blessed Hope podcast on. So don't forget, this is not an exhaustive list. However, these are the ones that we really wanted to hit. Proverbs chapter 16. Verses 16 through 19, I'm going to read the whole thing for part one and part two real quick. There are six things which the Lord hates. Yes, seven which are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, the hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that run rapidly to evil, a false witness who utters lies, and one who spreads strife among brothers. Okay, you might be wondering to yourself, ooh, that's a big list. And I would tell you, yes, it is. 
But the issue that I am seeing and many other believers are seeing is these issues are in the church. We're not even talking about the outside world today, people. We're going straight up the church. And we've got an issue. We've got a problem. We need to fix this. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 and 17 and, and 18 part A was all last week. Now we're doing Proverbs chapter 6. Verses 18, part B, and 19. You might be wondering, well, is this part A, part B? All I'm trying to say is a heart that devises wicked plans was from last week. And now we're doing feet that run rapidly to evil down. So here we go. Feet that run rapidly to evil. The first thing that kind of popped in my head, like I had this image that kind of was just there. I was thinking someone like sprinting, like like you see when they do the track, sprinting towards evil. When he says run rapidly to evil, and, and it made me start wondering, going, oh, who would go do that? Like who 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 would do that? But then as you start seeing what the Bible says, you know, you start seeing that. People really like if people who are not saved, but might be claiming to be saved, as we're going to talk about in a little bit, they 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 run to this, guys. In the church, the reason why we're seeing a lot of this is because we got a lot of goats. We got a lot of people who are not saved in the church playing Christian. They're not one of us. However, we're finding out through actions, our actions, we can identify this. 1 John chapter 3, verse 4. Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness. The biggest word you need to see in there is practices. Just because you sin does not mean you are practicing lawlessness, practicing sin. All people sin. Be Christian or non-Christian. This side of the grave, for non-Christians, you are sinning. It is sadly part of us. We hate it. We want to throw it away. But we're not practicing sin. And the answer, you might be wondering, okay, well, okay, well, what are you talking about here, John Luke? What are you talking? I'm telling you, practicing sin, going out of our way to enjoy it, going out of our way to to to, to build it up and, and to make it better, to, 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 to make it more potent. That's what we're talking about here. That's what John is talking about. And so I'm going to let you know now, practicing sin running to it, fleeing to it, wanting to be with it is this is the sign of someone who is not saved. Yet they are, we're finding this in the church. We're going to get into that in a second. Next one, John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Well, you might be looking at yourself going, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. How does that have to do with anything with running towards running towards sin and running towards evil and running towards what is wrong. And I'm telling you right now, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. There are people entering the church today who are acting as believers, professing to be believers, but they're coming to be thieves. They're coming to steal they're coming to kill and they're coming to destroy. And I'm not talking about physically. I am talking about spiritually. 
Yes, this can also be taken physically, but I'm talking spiritually. We have people that are coming in, coming into the church. They're going in there for one purpose, to draw believers, draw young believers, draw old believers, draw people out of the church. They're coming in to steal them away. They're coming to kill their faith. They're coming to destroy their faith. However, we know believers, true believers, they will act like Christ because Christ commands them to. And he came so that we can have life and have it abundantly. So if you see believers out here, you see someone who's claiming to be a believer, but they're out here just running towards evil, running and enjoying it, and just loving in it, and they're trying to bring you into it, they're probably not a believer. But then you see that person out there who is um, claiming to be a believer, and yet they have an abundant life in the Lord. And I don't mean like a happy life in the sense of they got all the toys, they got everything. No, 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 nonsense that they have an abundant life in him. So no matter life is getting them down, you from the outside, you would think that, but for some reason there's bubbling up with joy and love. Well, chances are that person's a believer while the other one is not. Matthew chapter 12, verse 35. The good man brings out his good treasure, what is good, and the evil man brings out his evil treasure, what is evil. Go straight back to what I was talking about. If you are running towards evil, if you are running to go be in it, or you're running towards good, then clearly you're going to be able to see who is actually a believer and who is not. We have so many people claiming to be Christians inside the church, and this goes across the global. I'm not just talking about America. No, 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 no. This can go in any church anywhere around the world. And I'm telling you guys that no matter what the the people right now are out there running towards evil and they're claiming to be Christians and yet they're running towards it. That doesn't make sense. What we're reading right here, Matthew 12, doesn't make sense. However, it does if they're not a believer. Matthew Matthew chapter 12, verse 39. But he answered and said to them, so this is Jesus talking to outside people, Pharisees and, and other people that are, that are demanding a sign from him. He says, but he answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation craves for a sign, and yet no sign will be given to it but the sign of Jonah the prophet. As we're going to find out, Jonah the prophet, that that's, that's nothing more than, uh, without going too much on a tangent, that is talking about Jesus Christ being in the grave for three days and then coming out. Same as with Jonah. That's, that's what he's talking about there. What we're going into is actually the beginning part there. And he says, but he answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation craves for a sign. Well, go back to Proverbs chapter 18 or six, chapter six, verse 18, a, uh, feet that run rapidly to evil. So if they are a evil generation, an adulterous generation, and they want a sign, they run rapidly to a sign. Well, don't we can make the assumption that if if you're if you enjoy evil, if you enjoy practicing it, you 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 like that evil, you like that about it, then you're going to run to it. You're gonna you're going to you're gonna want to be around it. Well, as we can find out here, there's going to be a person who's going to give them all the signs and wonders that they want. Second Thessalonians chapter two verse nine. That is the the one who's coming is in accord with the activity of Satan with all power and signs and false wonders. So what we could take from this is chapter six, verse 18 
feet that run rapidly to evil. There are people in the church right now who are claiming to be Christians who are going to run rapidly to evil. They're going to run rapidly to signs. And in doing so, there's going to be a person who's going to give them all the signs that they want. And that is the Antichrist. Yes, that is spooky and it is not fun, but I'm sorry, it is truth. With that, if you're wondering, yeah, but is that really what they're saying? And I'm going to tell you right now, yeah, that's exactly what they're saying. So there is an article in the University Press of America, 1987, called The Myth of God Incarnate. And I'm telling you that this garbage is only one of the things that's being pushed out there. And I'm only going to give a real quick, quick synopsis of what they said, what they say here. What they're trying to say here is that Jesus was not actually Jesus. These people are, they're trying to deny his deity. They're trying to deny his power, trying to deny his capacity to be God, man, to be the man, God, to be God, man, to, 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 to be 100% God and yet 100% man. And I can't tell you more than like, listen to this at this point. Some may say that I have already granted too much quite apart from the theological principles and what the Bible might say. There is still this basic objection. The idea of a man-god is a straightforward, logical contradiction. So, uh, end quote. So, and he goes on to say a whole bunch more. And it's funny, you, you read what he's saying about, oh, the Bible's been, uh, there's been issues throughout the years and the ages. It's been slowly translated with errors and all that. I'm still waiting for someone to point out one error to me that I, I have known many people in my life who have pointed out that, that, oh, there are so many errors in scripture. And I, and, and I asked them, well, show me can't be done. You can, I, I will, I will take the, 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 the word of God. I will take Jesus and I will put him up on a pedestal to be examined and he will pass the sniff test every day. And yet, we have people out here who are claiming that no, he's not it. And they're running towards evil and they're running towards what they want. And the issue is they're running towards someone who is going to cause them to believe falsely. And the, the argument can be made that, that, that they're not saved. Yes, I agree. Someone's running to evil. Someone's practicing evil. They love sin. They love lawlessness. No, they're clearly they're not saved. I mean, their actions don't prove what they're claiming is in the inside. And, and so, but we're starting to see these people are actively going out to spread this. And that leads into our next part, a false witness who utters lies. And, and so going over the myth of the incarnation, we're, we're, that one kind of had feet in both doors as the feet that run rapidly to evil. So you, they'll use whatever excuse that they can to be able to keep themselves um, to being able to do what they want to do and, and not be held accountable. But now they're also going to go out of their way knowingly to spread these lies and to go spread lies to be able so they can do what they want to do. So with that said, though, if you... Do I do want to take a quick break because if you get questions, you get concerns, or maybe you're like, "Whoa, John Luke, you're 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 talking too fast," or "Mate, what was that verse? I've got a, this verse over here says this. Uh, what's going on?" You need to be able to know how to ask us questions. So with that said, we'll take a quick break, and here's how to be able to get in contact with the Blessed Hope Podcast. 
remember, if you ever want to reach out to the Blessed Hope podcast, you can. All you have to do is email the Blessed Hope podcast at gmail.com, the Blessed Hope podcast at gmail.com. This is your area to send us comments, concerns, questions, or maybe you just want to say hi. You can also follow us on Twitter for daily updates at John Luke T, at John Luke T. And with that said, let's get back to the episode. And we're back. So if you're ever wondering on how to be able to talk to us, ask questions, that's how you do it. So I'm just wanting to throw that out there every time. If you want us to verify how we got scripture on something or whatnot, be a good Berean. You ask us, you validate, go back and check everything. Don't take my word for it. And that's as much as I'll say on that so we can keep moving forward. So now we're going over the a false witness who utters lies. So verse 19. Now remember from part one, I said a lying tongue is different than a false witness who utters lies. So a lying tongue is someone who, they're lying. It's someone who's going out there and they're just continuously lying. A false witness who utters lies, or yes, or do, do both of them lie? Yes, but a false witness is much more sinister. And here's the reason why. False witness not only knows what actually is going down, they're going out of their way to portray it wrongly so they will lead you down the wrong way. This is an issue. And yet we're finding this more and more in the churches. You're being told so many different things. Oh, Jesus wasn't really God, man. He, he wasn't really incarnated. Um, actually, in, in actuality, he's more of a myth. He's a figment of their imagination. He's, he's more of a good moral lesson. No, no, nonsense. He is not no, no good moral lesson. He is the lesson. He is the truth. He is 100% man, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on the cross, rose again on the third day, and verified his deity, his power as the Son of God. He is God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, God the Son, all in the flesh in one he is him. When when he was asked by the disciples, he said, we want to see the Father. And he goes, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So I'm telling you, people are, there are Christians, people who are claiming to be Christians who are knowingly falsifying and to be able to turn away from this. First John chapter 2, verse 4. The one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. There are people out there who right now are actively trying to change scripture and word it in such a way as so they're able to live their sinful life. I have personally have had to deal with two of these individuals who went out of their way to try to lecture a group of us um, in college. And they were they were adamant saying that they were, they were working with people who really understood Greek to have a certain Bible written so their, their life choices could be given... Uh, the thumbs up by God. And I'm telling you right now, it's nonsense. Absolutely nonsense. So if you know him, you'll obey his commandments. And obviously we know that if anyone has sinned, anyone who claims to have sinned and hasn't sinned, they're lying. So yes, does that mean that we all sin? Yes, but that does not mean that we're not trying to obey his commandments. So with that, let's keep moving forward. Proverbs 25, 18, like a club and a sword and a sharp arrow is a man who bears false witness against his neighbor. As you can see from this, 
it's not looking good. If if you're a person who's bearing false witness, who's going out of your way just to go and lie and, 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 and be divisive, then guess what? It, people are going to have issues with you. Exodus chapter 23, verse 1. So and real quick, don't think that this is just a New Testament, Old Testament thing. No, there are people throughout the whole thing as we're going to find out in, in New Testament and Old Testament. But Exodus chapter three or 23, verse 1. You shall not bear a false report. Do not join your hand with a wicked man to be a malicious witness. I, I, can't, I can't stress enough. There are people out here who are working together to tell a lie. As we can see right here, that happens. It says, do not join your hand with a wicked man to be a malicious witness. I don't need to say anything of what's going on in the news right now. And I, I can guarantee you, you, you can start putting some faces and some um, names to some people out there who are actively lying and they're working together to spread lies. Don't even need to talk about it. You know who I'm talking about. You know the type of people I'm talking about. You have these people in your own lives. You have these people wherever we go. You're going to be running into them, but there's a way to get around it. And, and that is through his truth and staying with his truth. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 5. A trustworthy witness will not lie, but a false witness utters lies. If you've got a friend who will only speak the truth to you, that person is trustworthy. If you got someone who's like, hey, I'm going to tell you how it is, tell you straight, tell you true, tell you tell it right. That is a person you want. That is a brother. That is a brother. You you want that person in your, in your life. Because you know, as you can find out here in verse 5, but a false witness utters lies. Well, someone who's going around there and lying, continuously lying, being a false witness, will tell multiple lies. So it's not something they're going to do once. They're going to do it, as you can tell, it's plural. They're going to be doing it multiple times. Psalms chapter 35, verse 11. A malicious witness witnesses rise up. They ask me of things that I do not know. Malicious witnesses. Guys, these people out here who are, are malicious witnesses, it goes right back to Proverbs 6, 19, a false witness who utters lies. They are the exact same thing. You might be asking, well, they sound a little different. No, they're the exact same thing. The malicious witnesses, people who go out and utter lies, and they go out of the way to falsify, they're going out of their way to try to confuse you. They're going to try to get you, to get you with those, got, those gotcha questions. Aha, I gotcha. Aha, here's this. Aha, where's that? Here's that. And I'm telling you, we, you need to stick true with your word and stick true with what the Lord says. You can ignore these people. Ignore the garbage that they're talking about. Luke chapter 17, verse 2. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he would cause one of these little ones to stumble. So you have people out here who are actively in the church attempting right now to lead people astray. And I'm telling you, the Lord does not like that. You go out of your way to go and intentionally misuse scripture to get your own way, you, there are issues coming for you. The Lord is going to have a serious problem. I actually like Matthew chapter 18, verse 6. I like his description here a little bit better. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. 
I, I just like the way it's worded. It's like it'd be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around his neck and just dropped in the ocean. So the same thing goes for us as believers. We need to make sure that everything we say is the truth. If we have an issue with a person, don't go out of your way to lie about them. Don't go out of your way to gossip about them. If they're having issues, guess what? Issues typically follow those people. One of my favorite examples I was told as a kid growing up, I definitely realized that it was true. The people who claim, oh, I hate drama. I think those are the ones that almost always have drama in their life. The same thing goes with people like, oh, I hate liars. Those are typically your liars. Or people that are always lying about me. Those those are typically your your, the, your people who are who are lying. So the same thing goes. You can be able to identify these types of people. We just have to be careful and making sure that when we do it, we do it in such a way as we're keeping <clears throat> the truth of what God wants versus what they're trying to hit and portray to us. Because remember, these people aren't just lying. These people are being false witnesses. They're going out of their way to try to pervert what the Lord is saying, what the Lord wants. Another great example of this is actually on a PBS um, article talking about just, this is the talking about the church and the issues that are coming out. And I, I just want to, I'll throw it out there. When people say Christian voter, I quote, when people say Christian voters, they mean white people and they mean conservatives who likely oppose abortion and gay marriage said Natalie Harwood, a member of the First Unitarian Church of Des Moines, end quote. What you're seeing right here, who likely oppose abortion, gay marriage, and and gay marriage. Um, Well, abortion is wrong. We've already gone over that. All we need to go back to part one. We've had that discussion. Gay marriage, well, the Bible has plenty to say against that and homosexuality and the practices of that. And just the poor innocence of pushing people into that. Oh, like, oh, you're not pretty enough. You must be a lesbian. Or, oh, your 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 chest isn't as big as that guy's over there. You must be gay. Um, um, no, it's 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 sad. And the Lord loves these people, and the Lord wants these people to be full and whole as He made them. And if you feel that you're not that way and you're struggling with this, let me let, let me tell you now that the Lord loves you. And the Lord wants what's best for you and wants to restore you to your wholeness. But that can only happen with him living inside of you, which you must be a believer. The same thing goes for an abortion. If you've had an abortion, as we said last time, that's okay. Christ can forgive you for that. Go to him in love and in faith and, and, and know his love and forgiveness. I'm going to keep reading on with what they said here. Quote, Harwood works at a Planned Parenthood clinic and is a diehard supporter of Senator Bernie Sanders. She's also a person of faith. Given her values, Harwood said Christian voters is a very alienating term. I fall into these categories, but I don't feel like I'm part of that, even though I'm a Christian. End quote. Okay, I don't feel like I'm part of that. Well, let's go back to what the scripture says. And I, I, I can't stress enough that, yeah, well, I mean, if, if, if you don't feel part of it, it might be because you're not part of it. 
Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness, and the sin is lawlessness. 1 John 3, 4. It sounds a lot like what she's doing. She's practicing lawlessness. She's wanting to wanting to do it her way and not the way that the Lord wants us to do it. And, and a, a lot of people have that issue. And, 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 and you think that they're actually... You think that they're actually Christians. They claim to be Christians, and yet they don't follow him. They don't. They don't hold to what he says. I mean, remember First John two four: the one who says, "I have come to know him," and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and its truth is not in him. I'm telling you right now, these people who are claiming these things, the truth is not in them. They are. They are not saved. And that runs into our next biggest issue that we're having. And the one who spreads strife among brothers. So, as earlier, with the haughty eyes, lying tongue, and the hands that shed innocent blood, and the heart that devises wicked plans, how they all kind of lead into each other, these are the exact same thing. So, feet that run rapidly to evil. So, if you're wanting to actively do sin, you're going to be lying to others. You're going to be trying to pull them into what you're wanting to do because you're wanting to get the justification for you to be able to do it. But the problem is, sometimes there will be people in your way who say, no, what you're doing is wrong. And when you, they do, the people who are running towards evil and who are spreading the lies and wanting to deceive people, they'll spread strife among the brothers. And I think we can say we honestly have a lot of strife in the, the, the Christian church, the, in, in the church right now. And the reason why we have that is because people are not actually believers. They're claiming to be believers. And yet they are actively wanting that title to be stripped of its power to be a Christian is to be Christ-like. It's to be a little miniature Christ. And yet, I mean, as we just read, someone, they don't, they don't even want to be, oh, I don't like that term. Well, if you're a believer, you should. I love when someone comes up and they can look at me in disgust or they can look at me in love and they say, oh, you're a Christian. Oh, yes, I am. And I'm very happy about it. And that strife that comes about because of that, hey, it's going to come. As we know, the Lord hates it. So the last one we're doing today is Proverbs, back to chapter 6, in the last part of verse 19. And the one who spreads strife among brothers. Well, let's find out everything the Lord says about that. Proverbs 16, chapter tw- or chapter 16, verse 28. A perverse man spreads strife in a splendor separates intimate friends and a slanderer separates intimate friends. Excuse me. So a perverse man spreads strife. So we're finding out that if you're perverted, if you perverse, you have sin in you, you're you're wanting to spread strife, you're going to start doing that. So if you see someone in the church and they're claiming to be a Christian, but they're just completely dividing and they're just divisive and they're just, everything is just looking bad. Chances are they're not a believer. Chances are they're not. Any of you uh, listeners out there who went through the Armor of God series with us, you will know that the Armor of God is just a big beacon screaming, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. He has me. He's protecting me. This is how you can identify me in him. Well, the same thing goes the other way. If you are wearing not the Armor of God, it should identify you as a non-believer. And we have many of them in the church today. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 3. Keeping away from strife is an honor for a man, but any fool will quarrel. <sighs> have you guys seen it? I know I have. You see so many believers fighting over the most simple things. I have seen people fight over 
the translations they read. I've seen people fight over what you're wearing at church. I've seen people fight over when you should go to church. I've seen people that have fought. And actually, I want to put a pin right there. People who have fought over when you should go to church. You should go to church, in my opinion, every day. Because you are the church. If you're a believer, you are the church. You should be at church every day. And I think that argument sets anyone who says, oh, well, this is the day I go to go celebrate and, and, and go to and go to church. Oh, no, this is the day. I'm telling you right now, you should be in the church every day. Go to Acts. They were fellowshipping every day together. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all transgressions. Guys, I can't I can't scream enough here that you want to know if someone is a believer right here. This is the litmus test. Hatred stirs up strife. If you see if they're in in the word, if they are in him, they're only going to have the second part of this. But love covers all transgressions. They're going to have love. They're going to be wanting to help. They're going to be wanting to work with others. They're going to be wanting to do that. And if they're a non-believer, hatred stirs up strife. They're going to have issues. There's going to be uh, not only strife, but just separation. There's going to be the arguments. There's going to be fights. There's, there's going to have issues with them. And there's, those issues are going to be there. They might at the very beginning have their foot forward. They might look pretty. And they might look amazing. They might look, oh my goodness, this person is so Christianese. Oh, they're just they're so amazing. In actuality, no, the, the more you're with them, the more you understand them. The more you realize, no, that person is uh, dead wrong. That, that person's not a believer. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 10. Drive out the scoffer and contention will go out. Even strife and dishonor will cease. And I should have caveated before I stated this first. There might be people out there who will harp on Proverbs 10, verse 12. But love covers all transgression. So all we should do is love, 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 love. I'm telling you right now, that's ludicrous because we can see from the Lord did not do that. He loved, 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 but he also said, repent, 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 repent. So drive out the scoffer and contention will go out. Even strife and dishonor will cease. If you got a person who's not a believer and they're screaming and yelling and they're causing issues, there's the door. Feel free to leave. There are some people who send us emails and questions to the Blessed Old Podcast. All they're trying to do is fight. They're not trying to actually ask questions. So what do we do? We move on. We ignore it. I don't have to answer that. And I, I know the difference between someone who's actually asking questions and a person who's just wanting to argue. And no, I'm going to drive out the scoffer. You should do the same thing in your life. And you should be doing the same thing in the church. Well, you must be doing that. Proverbs 18, verse 6. A fool's lips bring strife and his mouth calls for blows. I... I, th this verse, when I first had read it, I kind of laughed because the only I could think in my mind was someone just speaking really like in a snobby, stupid way. And then, and then there's people coming up and just punching them. And I know there, I, I will confess there are times I have wanted to do that to people when I was like, this person is just speaking and I need them to shut up. And yet they kept going and yet they kept going. I was like, I'm going to just give them some good old fashioned Muay Thai. And then you find out that, Lord willing, hopefully they, they get out of your way and they leave. But uh, you realize real quickly that, no, you need to be 
giving love throughout all transgressions. Well, the same thing goes. People who are causing strife or causing issues, they will be identified. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. And this is how to be able to identify the exact opposite. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Amen to that. There is no law. Guys, what we've been reading here have been the issues that we are seeing in the church. These are the abominations that God hates, and yet we're finding it in the church. If the church is for him, it's his bride, why are we acting in such a way that we are holding the things he hates? This is it's a, it's a reminder for myself as well. So don't just think I'm just yelling at you guys. No, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting it at myself as well. We need to make sure that our churches are not what any of these are. These six things, these seven things, that these six that he hates, these seven that, that are abominations to him. We need to make sure that we are not. So with that said, we, we need to keep that in prayer. Yet, I got a couple more things I want to talk about this. Because now we're going to get into the practicality of all this. And I'm so excited to show you all this. So, But we're going to take a quick break and do our Blessed Hope podcast Bible verse of the day. So let's jump into that. Today's podcast Bible verse is Hebrews 10, 23-25. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promises faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And that was our Blessed Hope podcast Bible verse of the day. I absolutely just love them. They just make me feel great. They make me understand. And it's a quick moment to kind of reflect on what the Lord wants us all to know, including myself. But with that, let's jump back into it. And I want to start kind of hit the practicality of these are the things that the Lord hated. But what should we be doing with the Lord loves? So we're going to be bullet through these real quick to really get you guys a better understanding of the Christian behavior on how we should be acting when we have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us. So Romans chapter 8 verses 9. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. So you need to have the Holy Spirit inside of you to be acting and to um, to be guided. So why you might be asking is like, well, how is that? A, how do we have those actions? Well, as we're going to find out, as we said, stated um, just a moment ago. In Galatians chapter five, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, Kindness, uh, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Well, these are the things that if you have the Holy Spirit, you're going to have. So if you're acting as Proverbs chapter 6, haughty eyes, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart of device, uh, wicked plans, feet that run rapidly to evil, a false witness who utters lies, one who spreads strife among brothers. Well, then guess what? You can clearly identify who is a believer and who is not. Anyone who's out here questioning, oh, is this person a Christian or not? Guys, it isn't hard. Be around the person for a little bit. You can, you will be able to see if they're a believer. Get to know them. 
Not through Facebook, not through social media. It's going to be hard to. But if you get really intimate with that person, get to know them, get to know how they talk, how they think, how they how they interact in the, in the day-to-day, telling you right now, you'll be able to spot that person as a believer or not. One of the coolest things I've seen is someone who wasn't a believer and then has become a believer. And then I've known them really well. And you see that transition, that new creation, that new life. Praise the Lord. It is awesome to see because when you start seeing that 180 turn and you start seeing the sanctification happen, you start seeing the radical change in how they act. The DNA has changed. Now the Holy Spirit has taken over again. How cool is that? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Amen to that. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Guys, we are his good works, so we should be acting as he wants us to act. We should be acting in his work that he wants us to be out there doing. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. We should be holy and acceptable to God. We can only do that through Jesus Christ. But we need to be acting upon our faith. Our faith is what gives us our capability to have actions. Our actions do not give us faith, but our faith can give us the actions. I will show you my faith through my actions. And that's how we should do it. So you should be out there with the love, joy, the peace, kindness, patience, self-control. These are the things that you should be having. You should be out there when someone's lying, when someone's being deceitful, you should be able to, whoa, turn away from it. Romans chapter 8, verses 9. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the spirit of God does not belong to him. Which I just realized and just read again. My fault, guys. I meant 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. You have done foolishly in this. From now on, you will have wars. Okay, so 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. It's actually talking about a whole different story that's going on, a historical story that's going on. But what we're really wanting to talk about just the beginning part. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. If you are actively wanting to follow the Lord, if you're actively wanting to do this, guess what? He's moving to and fro, following you, helping to support you, being there for you. And that's what you need to be thinking about. That's what we need to understand. And that's what it gets us going. But remember, being a Christian, being a new creation means that the old self needs to go away. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen to that. The last and final one that I want to say is this. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine and then like sin and whatever's being told, but by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. We have the Holy Spirit. We can fight against these issues. When someone's trying to willfully be deceitful, we can be able to go, whoa, no, the, the word of God says this. We know from John chapter 16, I'm just throwing this out there from memory. I believe it's John chapter 16. 
when he's talking about the Holy Spirit will remind us and tell us going, no, this is what I want. Um, this is what you need to remember. This is what I meant by that. When he reveals things to us, well, we have that. Praise the Lord, we do. Now, with that said, we got a couple more things I want to bring up. We've hit a lot on the love. We've hit a lot on the, the grace and how Christians need to be. But that comes with something else. Do not think for one second that that does not mean we need to stand for not standing up against those who shed innocent blood. No. Or those who who are going out of their way to be deceitful and, and try to push things. They're like, oh, just got to let them do their thing. We just got to love them where they are. Nonsense. Exodus chapter 23, verse 7. Keep far from a false charge and do not kill the innocent or the righteous, for I will not equip the guilty. We need to be protecting the innocent and protecting the righteous as he wants us to. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 15. Exercise the exercise of justice is joy for the righteous, but is terror to the workers of iniquity. Guys, we should be joyfully out here in justice. Going when, when justice is proclaimed and done, we should be proud. We should be going glory to God for justice has come down. So when you have these people in here who are actively wanting to be Sunday school teachers, actively wanting to be maybe um, their life group, community group, whatever your church calls them, Bible study groups, if they're actively trying to push people out and not doing their work, not doing their 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 the, the actual work of the Lord, they're not actually in there studying the word of God and they're trying to actively push people to allow them to do whatever sin they want to do. I'm telling you right now, he's going to have an issue with it and he's going to deal with it. So we need to be actively capable and ready to do that. There are going to be people out here who are going to immediately say, whoa, whoa, hey, JL, we're, we're not about that. We need to be for love. We need to be people of peace. And I'm telling you right now, no, there is a time that we need to be hating what Christ hates. We need to be loving what Christ loves. And we need to be actively fighting against the issues and, and the things that are attacking the things that the Lord wants to defend. We need to be actively in helping him and doing what he wants us to do. There's a time for everything. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 8. A time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, a time for peace. Guys, we need to be actively loving actively hating, actively at war, and actively at peace. And you might be going, well, all those contradict each other. Not if you're in the Lord, they don't. I will actively love every human being out there because they are made in God's image, and I need to love them as Christ loves me. I need to hate sin as Christ hates sin. I need to fight against sin. I need to do everything in my power to help protect the innocent and the weak and to fight against the injustices that are happening. And then I need to be at peace knowing that the perfect love and the perfect hatred of evil and the perfect justification with war will not come about until our blessed hope comes back. So, yes, there is a time for all of that. Now, I'm gonna we're gonna take another quick step in the opposite direction. You got someone out there, I guarantee we got a listener who's like, Yeah, yeah, we, we need to bring it to them, bring it to them. But then 
we also need to be respectful for what who's been put in authority over us. We do not pray enough as believers. We need to be out there praying for the people in charge of us. I'm not talking about pastors in charge of us, which we should be praying for, but we need to be praying for the people of authority who are acting wickedly, who are acting sinfully. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. First of all, then, I urge that prayers, petitions, and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men, for kings and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. We need to be all prayer and supplication going towards praying to help the leadership out there. So just because our, we might have a government person in charge of you, you might have a boss, you might have whatever person in charge of you, they might be a sinner. They might be someone who's bad. That does not mean that we can't serve the Lord and still report to them and still do that. I mean, just look at Daniel. Look at Joseph. These two guys love the Lord. And yet, what do we see here? Both of them were 100% living underneath people who were not saved at one point. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. Do not fear for I am with you. Do not be anxiously uh, do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Guys, there are so many people out here going, oh my gosh, they see that they go back to the, the Proverbs 6 and they're going, oh, this is everything that's happening in my country. Like, Or or, or they might be going, this, this description of all these things God hates and these abominations, this is just, just a description of my children. And I'm, I'm here to tell you now, it's okay. Don't freak out. Isaiah 41.10. I'm going to read it again. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be anxiously, or do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Guys, the Lord has an answer for everything, and he will help you. If these are the issues that you're dealing with, people around you acting in such a way, Glory be to God. You have identified someone who needs to hear the gospel. You love that person and you do everything you can to help them see the light. And you go out of your way and tell them what they're doing is wrong. There are so many people out there who I think they would find Christ if someone would walk up to them and say, Hey, Christ loves you enough to tell you you're doing something bad that's going to hurt you. And if we could just remember that. As believers, we need to be reminding each other to live for godliness, to live against those worldly desires, to live for righteousness, to live for everything that is what the Lord wants us to do. I take you back to our theme foundation of the Blessed Hope podcast, chapter 2 of Titus, starting at verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny godliness and worldly desires, and to live sensibly, righteously, godly in the present age. Pause right there. I want you all to know something. I want you all to understand. We're going to start at verse 12 again. Instructing us to deny godliness and worldly desires, and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age. That right there is everything we've just talked about for this entire episode. Verse 13, 
looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Christ Jesus, who is our blessed hope, may I say. Verse 14, who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people of his own possession, zealous for good deeds. Whoa, whoa, what did he just say there? Zealous for good deeds, for his own possession. These things speak and exhort and reprove with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Guys, we should be acting in such a way that people see us and know that we are believers. And I'm telling you right now, Proverbs chapter 6, that list does not mean you are a believer. And thus, we have Christians out here claiming to be that. I'm telling you right now, I don't think they're even believers. And it's not to say that believers don't act that way every now and then, but we need to do everything we can to run from it. We need to be trusting in what the Lord wants us to do. So with that said, I want to end with giving you one more verse to kind of wrap everything in one of trusting him. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25. The fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. We're going to split that up real quick. The fear of man brings a snare. Go back to Proverbs chapter 6. We're starting at verse 17. A haughty eye is a lying tongue. Well, if you... If you have fear of man, the fear of man, then you might have issues with the things that are going around you. You, you might have those haughty eyes. You, you might be lying to yourself, lying, and they're, they're, the pride might be there. If you have the fear of man, you're afraid when man in this world tells you that the hands that shed innocent blood is okay. That the heart that devises the wicked plans, the, these things just happen. You just got to let it go. Then you're you're just going to allow these things to happen. The heart that, or the feet that run rapidly to 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 evil, then you, the, the fear of man would just say, "Hey, just allow this to happen." And a false witness who utters lies would make you and help you believe that fear of man is going to hold you. And the one who spreads strife among brothers, well. Guys, I can't stress enough how much fear can do that. It brings a snare to us. But he or she who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. We need to trust in the Lord and what we do. Everything we do needs to be in him. Everything we do needs to be for him. It needs. To, we need to go out of our way. To act in such a way that a person would know us as us as a Christian, as a miniature Christ, as a person who you're doing everything you can just to have him just be a pedestal for you. And I'm telling you right now, yes, that's true. But with that said, in the end, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19 is a list of issues we have right now in the church. We need to actively be fighting against those. And we can only do that by being in the word daily, individually, and then together. We got to be acting out our Galatians 5 people. We got to be love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. For against such things, there is no law. We are a new creation in Christ, so we need to start acting like it and throw away the old. 
anyone who says like, oh, that's just him, that's just her, that's just who they are, nonsense. We can't be doing that anymore. We need to be encouraging one another. Titus 2. I mean, the guys, these are hold until relieved. We need to be encouraging one another. Because the, uh, the, the apostasy is coming. The church is already starting to dwindle and fall. And I'm telling you right now, glory be to God that we see these signs. Because we know he's coming back soon. So I want to encourage you, encourage you, the believer out there right now. We're in the ninth round, but we ain't out yet. Push forward. Love for him. Guard the innocent. Hate what he hates. Love what he loves. And have peace in knowing that our Lord is coming. So with that said, let's jump into our current affairs update. And I will really want to get into that and explain a couple things real briefly. I'm pointing the direction of a great, great video that will kind of help you understand what's going on there. So with that, let's jump into it. Okay, so I have been talking about the Kurds, and there are Christian Kurds out there. So you might be wondering, okay, John, Joe, like, what, what are we talking about here? And I'm going to tell you, we I've gotten some new information. I was able to watch a video from the Blessed Hope or from uh, Behold Israel. And they they do a, they did a great thing going over the Turks or the Kurds and 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 how Turkey and Syria and all this things going on. And I'm telling you right now, the man, it goes back to really back to Proverbs chapter six, the beginning part of verse nineteen. A false witness who utters lies. Well, guess what? That's the media. I mean, I, I, they're they're. The media is really portraying this, guys, as the Kurds are this innocent group. And I'm letting you know right now, there are a lot of Christians in there. But then there's even more that are not. And they're more anti, um, I don't want to say um, just anti-Americans, but there's, there's a lot of groups that are very much anti-Christian beliefs and, 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 and morals and values and our way of life that are there. So I, I just want to readjust our scope. On what we talk about with our current affairs updates. If I find that we need to redact something. Say whoa. I said that at this point. But this needs to be fixed. I'm going to do it. This is one of those. It's a great episode. I am going to post it to Twitter tonight. Please follow us on Twitter. John Luke T. At John Luke T. At John Luke T. If you would like us to email this to you. Email us at theblessedhopepodcast at gmail.com. Blessedhopepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love for you, yeah, email us. We will email you the video. You can watch it at your own time. You can see that. Um, I'm not, in no way am I stating that everything on Behold Israel is 100% nonsense. No, I'm not doing that. I don't know everything they talk about. But I will say that this video is right on. It has got some money. That's it. It's, 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 it's hitting it right on bullseye. Check it out. I, um, I've been able to kind of look at a couple other, um, groups and they've all talked about it and I'm letting you know right now it's, it's great. It'll give you a better understanding of what's going on there and the understanding of the Ezekiel 38 war that is coming. If you're wondering, oh, what is that? Oh, let me just tell you this 
prophecy is so accurate. And as we see the day comes, as we see prophecy coming to be fulfilled, glory be to God. We've got a God who can see over the hill and he can see that 18 wheeler that's coming over hardcore. So don't get in the passing lane. So with that said, today's episode on uh, when it comes to current affairs, I just want to say the, the Kurds might not be everything we thought. Everything's being portrayed to us via through the media. So please take some time, watch this video. It'll give you a great, great understanding about it. This is actually a video I would even allow your kids to watch with you so y'all can have a discussion going over just political science and, and international relations. It's, it's a great video. Please, please, please watch it. It'll be posted to Twitter tonight. Last but not least, if you are a non-believer... I'm going to end talking to you. Guys, it's it's as simple. You you need him. You need Jesus. Being saved only comes through knowing him. Not through Lent. It's not through being good. It's not through volunteering. It's not through giving money. It's not through uh, uh, good thoughts. It's not for being staying pure. It's not for staying anything. Because for all have sinned and fallen short. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And that can only be found through Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the bread of life. He is the living water. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the one who said how it will happen. So you need to accept him. You need to acknowledge your sin. You need to confess it to him. And then you must believe and and turn from your sin. So with that said, if that wants to be you, I would just, 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 here's this prayer. And, And it's a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sin. I believe that you died for my sin. I believe that you love me. I believe that you are there for me. Please forgive me. I, I've messed up bad. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again for me. I believe you lived a perfect life. Please enter me with your spirit, Lord, and, and, and change me and, and remember me and love me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name, amen. If you prayed that prayer or if you got questions or maybe you're wanting to do that, please contact us. Day or night, we contact us. Blessed Hope Podcast at gmail.com. Blessed Hope Podcast at gmail.com. Or at John Luke T. At John Luke T. Please would love to be able to talk to you. And, and, and if you have become a believer, we will help you find a church. That's one of the things that we are actively wanting to do here. Is So if you are a believer, you've accepted Christ. You're going, I have no idea what do I do now. Get in contact with us. We will actually go out of our way to help you find a Bible-believing church. We will go out of our way to help you get into a group. We're not just going to go like, oh, you're a believer. Slap them on the butt, send them on their way. No, absolutely not. We want to be there to help you grow and help get you going in the right direction. And then continuously help you grow in your walk as you go. So with that said, if you, um, let's say you've already been a believer, but you're still going, I, I need help finding a church or I need help in my Christian walk. Contact us. We'd love to help you. We, we've got, we know people that can help. 
or we, we, we can take you to scripture and, 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 and we'll look at this together, guys. I'm so stoked. This is what the Blessed Hope Podcast is all about. We're, we're uh, hopefully the foot in the door to help you see your full potential in Christ. Needless to say, if you have something that you need prayer for, by all means, get it to us. If you are, uh, we will not tell people unless you're okay with it. And we'll go with that. So with that said, I'm your host, JL. This is the Blessed Hope Podcast. Remember, we in a, uh, coming up, we do have a really cool series. We're going to be going over the who I am. And I'm so stoked to do it. It's going to be so much fun. But next week, we got something else we're going over first. So, And then we're going to be jumping into the who I am. But with that said, I'm your host, JL. This is the Blessed Hope Podcast. Remember, everything we do is for our Lord. We give him all the glory. We give him all the praise. We need to do that with our actions and we need to hate what he hates. And the Proverbs 6, chapter or chapter 6, verse 16 through 19, those things he abhors, he hates, so should we. So let's get it out of the church and let's get living the way he wants us as the Galatians 5 dictates. So with that said, I'll catch you next time on the Blessed Hope Podcast. Remember, if you ever want to reach out to the Blessed Hope Podcast, you can. All you have to do is email the Blessed Hope Podcast at gmail.com, the Blessed Hope Podcast at gmail.com. This is your area to send us comments, concerns, questions, or maybe you just want to say hi. You can also follow us on Twitter for daily updates at John Luke T, at John Luke T. And with that said, let's get back to the episode.